Have we ever been in a situation where where people have questioned us and why we do things or why we said things or why we um, have done a certain thing or and they and they question us with not with the intent of getting gaining information but with the intent of trying to discredit us or hurt us in some way or some form they weren't um, have we any have any of us ever been in situations like that where people were trying to malign us not for um, for our our good but they were trying to malign us for their own credit and for their own benefit well this morning we're going to look at a situation where uh, Jesus was in that very situation where the religious leaders uh, came to him as when Jesus was in the temple and they asked him a question um, not to just gain information but to discredit him and his ministry and Jesus responds in kind and wisdom on how um, on what he believes the and what Jesus says the answer is so we're going to delve into that this morning um, and we're going to see what God has to say we're going to look Our scripture today is going to be Mark chapter 11, verses 27 through 33. So follow along with me uh, as I read. They came again to Jerusalem, and he was walking in the temple, and chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him and began saying to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or, and who gave you authority to do these things? And Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question, and you answer me. And then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Answer me. They began reasoning among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Then why did you not believe him? But shall we say from men? They were afraid of the people, for everyone considered John to have been a real prophet. Answering Jesus, they said, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, nor will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And may God add the blessing to the reading of his word. Okay. We're going to look at three points. Number one, by what authority? Number two, is I will ask you. And number three, nor will I tell you. So we see here that Jesus and his disciples uh, leave Bethany on their way back to Jerusalem. So we see here, this is the last week of Jesus' life and ministry on earth as a man um, and he was um, the practice as we have seen um, was he would leave at night and then um, he would go out of the city at night go out to Bethany and then come back in during the day well this is another opportunity where Jesus had Jesus and disciples had left and now they're coming back into uh, the city of Jerusalem and now they're entering into uh, the temple. Okay, so who would be in the temple at that time? Well, there, of course, that's where the religious leaders would be because that's the center of religious uh, worship there in, in Jerusalem. That was the center of the whole Jewish religion, the whole um, religion that was set up under God. And so that was the focal point. So that's where Jesus went. This was the last week of his life, and he was 
focus on going in there, and that was his purpose. And you, just as a reminder, everything that Jesus did, everything that Jesus had accomplished was with a purpose in mind. He always had a plan in mind. It wasn't just happenstance. It wasn't just, um, well, I just feel like going into the temple today. I just feel like going in and doing, um, well, let's just go into the temple today and just hang out. That wasn't Jesus's mindset. Jesus's mindset was always to go in there or, or to do whatever he did with a purpose in mind. And that purpose was always as a part of his father's will. So this very purpose and this very reason why he went into the temple today was already ordained by the father and he follows in his father's steps. And this is something that I've reiterated before. It's that it's always very important that we as God's people are always in tune with what God's saying. We're always in tune with what he's what the Holy Spirit is saying to us and where he wants us and where he wants us to be. Because, because if we're, where, if we're where, we, where Jesus wants us to be and we're in that moment, that, that's where we're going to be able to accomplish and have effective work and ministry for the Lord. But if we're not where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there, then our work and our life may become uh, ineffective. So Jesus was always in tune with the Holy Spirit and always in tune with where he was supposed to be. So this morning and this day, Jesus knew that he needed to be in the temple. And he knew what was going to happen as he entered the temple. He knew he was prepared and he was ready to find out what was going on in the temple. So this is really, um, Jesus was, he wasn't caught off guard. And that's another point, is that when we, um, as God's people, we should never be caught off guard. Because if we're walking in the spirit and we're walking in God's mind and we have God's heart, we're always going to be, we're going to be in tune with what the spirit's saying and we're going to be aware of what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. And so if there's a trap there, if there's something going on there that's nefarious or something that's not really kosher, then we're going to, we're going to be aware and we're going to, in our, in our spirit, we're going to be in tune with that and we're not going to be caught off guard. And so that's where Jesus was always in tune with what was going on. And so he, he knew and he was prepared that something was going to go on here. And he knew that the, the religious leaders were going to confront him. Okay, so as we go on here, and they came to Jerusalem, they walk in the temple, and the chief priests and the scribes and elders came to him. So here they are, and they come to him. Okay, so this is, um, they, they are looking, they had an intent and a motive involved in coming to Jesus. And what was that intent and that motive coming to Jesus? And they began saying to him, by what authority are you doing these things and who gave you authority to do these things? So what were they looking for? Were they looking for an answer to, um, that would help them to get enlightenment, to help them to get understanding, to help them to get a better idea of what was going on? Was that their, their intent? In other words, were they looking for an answer that might help them to better understand? Or were they looking for an answer? Or were they looking, were asking this question so that they could have uh, to malign or to hurt Jesus in some way or some form? And see, sometimes what happens is, is that we have to be careful 
Like I said, when people come to us, as I used in my illustration in the beginning, is that people will come to us, not they'll come to us in a way that seems like innocent or it seems like they're, they come with like pure motives or they come with um, just, well, I, I really want to know. Like, I really want to know, and uh, can you please enlighten me? Can you please help me? When and there is malice or uh, bad intent in their hearts towards us. And so, um, in this case, they, they came up, and they're, and they're nice, and they're, they, they didn't come up and yell at Jesus. All they did was ask him a question. And so, but Jesus was aware, and that's where, like, with us, we need to be aware too, and we need to be aware in our spirits. So, and it says here, by what authority? So what were they asking him here? They were asking Jesus a specific question. Why, what thing were they were referring to? By what authority are you doing these things? These things meant, remember, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago, how Jesus went into the temple and he overturned the, the tables of the money changers and he overturned and disrupted the whole business aspect in the church I mean not in the church but in the in the temple and how they were selling and buying these things the Passover was coming and people needed to have certain animals for sacrifices and they were charging exorbitant interest or exorbitant prices and giving false balances on the scales for these animals and they and they were making money and profiting off of God and that's what Jesus was upset about because he was taking advantage of the people. They were taking advantage of the people. And, they, and Jesus got upset because one, what's, what's the two greatest commandments? It's to love God and to love others. And so what, they, what Jesus was pointing out was is that they were treating the others or the people in a, bad, in a, in a, in a negative way or in, a, in an evil way because they were trying to take advantage of them financially and just treat God's people in a way that wasn't kind. Thus nullifying loving your neighbor as yourself, their fellow person. So that's what Jesus got upset about. And that's why he overturned the table. But that's why they asked him the question. Because what were they doing? They were making money? That was, that was their business? That's the way they were doing things? That's the way they accomplished things? That, and they were disrupting everything that they already had in place. Their little system, their little way of doing things, and Jesus came in and disrupted all of that. And so what they were questioning was, is that why, who gave you that authority to do what you did? To come in there and disrupt our system. To come in there and turn everything upside down. To come in there and to call us out. Who gave you authority to do that? Because basically what they were saying was they were trying to trap him into and discredit him and saying, if it's, it's you, then why did you do it? But if it's of a God, then why, you know, then why would God do something like that? So, but let's go on here. And it says, and we look at this. When we look at them and we look at the people and their motives, and we look at the situation that people come to us with, the people have been hurt in some way, 
haven't they? Because they're angry. And how have they been hurt? They were hurt by Jesus disrupting their system, by Jesus questioning their authority, because they were supposed to be the religious leaders. They were supposed to be the ones having the system down. They were supposed to be the ones who were leading the people. And Jesus comes in and disrupts that. And so they were bitter. They were angry. They were upset because Jesus called them out. In front of who? In front of all the people, didn't he? And so they were embarrassed, weren't they? And so they were upset and angry because of what Jesus did. So, and we see here, and then Jesus, being very wise, says, I will ask you one question and you answer me, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. So what did Jesus do there? Jesus didn't yell at them, did he? Jesus didn't um, condemn them, but like a good lawyer did, he used their own, their own question against them. Jesus being the ultimate judge, the ultimate attorney, the ultimate one who has all wisdom and all understanding and can know the hearts of men can use the very question that they ask of him and it uses it in a wise way in order to get them to think, in order to get them to reason in their hearts, to catch them in their own trickery. And that's what a good, that's what a wise person will do. Because if a person's coming at us with intent, is that malintent, is that you go and you use wisdom in approaching them and then saying, okay, well, how can I get them to think? How can I get them to respond in a way that makes them think and exposes what they're coming at me with? And so Jesus answers a question with a question. He doesn't, does he answer it directly? He answers a question with a question. He turns the table back on them. And that's, I think, important. Um, and you answer a question, and you ask the question with wisdom, but the, the question needs to be one that exposes the content of what they're asking you. In other words, what to expose the malice in their own hearts. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Answer me. When they say heaven here, they're meaning from God. They're meaning with the, the heaven, meaning that heaven where, heaven where God dwells. So when they say was the baptism of John from heaven, meaning that was, was it from God? In other words, did the baptism of John the Baptist? Who baptized Jesus? John the Baptist did, didn't he? And, John, and, they, and, and so John the Baptist baptized Jesus. And we're going to actually look at that later when we have our when we have our baptism. But the very point is is that John the Baptist baptized Jesus, and that was a that, that was John's authority from God to be able to baptize Jesus. And we saw in there where the Holy Spirit came down and uh, came upon Jesus as he was baptized. And so the reality was is that Jesus' baptism was of God. And people saw that it was from God. 
And they recognized that John's ministry and, God, and John's work and the things that John did, John the Baptist, was his authority came from God. So that got, and the, and the, and the, and the scribes and the teachers and the, and, and, and the people were recognized John's authority, okay? And so he's asking, well, was John's authority from heaven or from men? Answer me. So we see here that the question is, they were trying to get at was what Jesus' original question was, Jesus, was your authority from God or from, or from men? And so Jesus will respond to that and say, okay, then you answer my question first. Was John's baptism from God or from men? And they all knew the answer to that question, so he turned the table on them. And I think that that's where we have to be very wise in how we respond to people. We have to, we have to number one, we have to know, of course, we have to know the word of God. But we also have to have walk in the spirit and know God's heart and God's mind when we respond to people. Because we can't respond to people in anger. Because the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God according to scripture. And I think that that's important because when we, we, when we use wisdom, what is it? A gentle answer, what? Turns away, what? Wrath, doesn't it? As it says in Proverbs as well. And so what, we're, what Jesus is saying here, he's using wisdom rather than anger in order to help them to learn and to help them to understand. And Jesus' whole purpose is to not condemn people, but it's to bring life. What did Jesus come to do? He says he came that he might have life. He came that he might have life and have it more abundantly. Right? That's what he desires for people. But and the way he responds to people is that he wants them to understand, I want to bring you life. I want to bring you the right answer. I want to bring you so you can point you to God so that you can know and understand the one true living God. And that was his sole purpose in responding the way he did. So they could hopefully they could get them to see and understand that um, who he is and what his purpose was. And that should be ours as well. When people respond to us and people talk to us, it shouldn't be out of because we're upset or because we're hurt. Well, he's trying to hurt me. He's trying to trick me. And so we respond out of our emotion rather than responding out of the love of God and saying and using wisdom in our response. So that the, the ultimate end would be so that we could hopefully get people to understand and see God's way and God's purpose and God's plan rather than um, uh, us being upset because we can't accomplish anything when we're upset. Right? So we, but we need to look at, well, these people need God. These people need Jesus. And so we need to respond to them wisely so that they can uh, see and their hearts can be open and be receptive to whatever God wants. Now, some people won't, their hearts are hard, and sometimes they won't receive what God has. But the reality is, is that we have to be willing to have, always be open to giving people an opportunity to know and to love Jesus, right? 
And so that how we respond makes a big difference. Even in confrontational situations, that makes a big difference in how people will respond, right? Doesn't it? And so we need to respond with the love of Christ. Not that you, you need to be firm and you don't let people walk over you, but at the same time, you need to be kind in your response and use wisdom. So let's go on here. It says here, and then our, last, our third point says, nor will I tell you. They begin reasoning among themselves, saying one thing. Um, they begin to reason among themselves. So Jesus asked them this question. So they're reasoning. And what do they say? They begin saying, if we say from heaven, he will say to them, why did you not believe him? So they're trying to, what, what are they trying to do? They're trying to wiggle out. Rather than trying to answer the question, then they're trying to wiggle out and find the answer that they is the best, that they feel is the best, what he wants to hear. Don't we do that sometimes? Is that when we, someone asks us a question, I do it sometimes too. Um, is that we, we give people the answer we feel that they want to hear rather than giving them the answer that they need to hear, right? Or is the correct answer, right? It's true. We give them the answer that we feel that they want to hear that's more palatable or it's going to get you out of a, a sticky situation rather than giving you uh, the right answer, rather than looking, rather than looking for the rather than having the right answer, rather than, than looking for enlightenment, saying, how can I learn from this? How can I understand this? How can I be better from this? Rather than just looking for, to give them the right answer. Okay? And then, so that was their first question. We, then they're going to have to acknowledge, if we say from heaven, they're going to have to acknowledge that John the Baptist, look, we say uh, that John the Baptist was from God. Because everybody knew that John the Baptist and what he did, his ministry, was from God. And that what John did with baptizing Jesus was, was from God. And therefore anointing Jesus, and they would have to acknowledge that Jesus was anointed by God from John the Baptist as he baptized him, and the Holy Spirit came down on him to do the work and the ministry that God had called him to do. So they didn't want to acknowledge that, but even though it was a public thing and everybody knew that and everybody saw that, and then, and, 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 they, and then but they said, but shall we say from men? For they were afraid of the people, for everyone considered John to have been a real prophet. There was lots of prophets in the Old Testament, weren't there? And people respected them and revered them. Some of the prophets weren't treated so kindly, though, because they spoke the word of God. John the Baptist wasn't treated so kindly by Herod, which he, he was martyred for his faith, because he spoke out against Herod not having his wife, having his brother's wife. So, but John the Baptist suffered as a prophet because he spoke for God. But the, the religious leaders knew and understood that Jesus did what? That Jesus um, was anointed by John and that the people recognized John as coming from God. They wanted the people, didn't they? They want the, the religious leaders want the people to follow them and to believe them and to uh, follow their uh, their leading, right? So if we say, if they discredit Jesus in front of John, and they discredit John, 
then what they're saying is, is that John is, that John is um, not of God. And then that would discredit them. So they were looking for the right answer to give, but they didn't have a right answer to give, did they? So what's the common answer to give? I do this sometimes as well. I said, I don't know. That's a safe answer, isn't it? Because it takes you out of both scenarios. I said it takes you out of, um, if he's saying of God, if saying John the Baptist of God was of God, then why didn't you believe him? Or if you say from men, then the people, then John was, then John was a real prophet, then they, they were afraid of the people. So why didn't you, so why did you say that? So they took the safe road, they took the safe way, they took the safe answer. And sometimes that isn't always the best way to go. And we need to really understand and we really need to confront the things in our own life. When God asks us questions, we need to be able to be honest with him. He knows everything anyway, doesn't he? Doesn't he? They were asking God, they were asking Jesus a question. He already knew the answer. He already knew how they were going to respond. But it's, what's real important is, is that we, as God's people, when God asks us questions, he's not looking f for um, something he doesn't already know, but he's looking for answers from us. So he wants us to think, so he wants us to respond. Because what is it that God wants from us? God always has his best interest in mind for us, doesn't he? He's always looking for our benefit and for our, um, to give himself to us so that we can benefit. So what was the reason why he gave Jesus? So that we could, he could die on that cross, he could be born, die on the cross, live in this life, die on the cross, rise again, so that we could have salvation in him, right? So that, and his benefit was so that we can have salvation and have a, a, a right relationship with God. So. He was looking for the benefit of these religious leaders. And for us, he wants the same thing from us. When he asks us those questions, it's not so that he can put us down. It's not so that he can say, look, I told you you didn't know. But he's looking so that we can think and so we can understand and so that we can receive from him so that we can be better people, so we can be people that truly know him and love him and have a relationship with him. It's because God speaks to us all the time. He does, folks. It's talked about in Psalm 19, and um, it talks about where the heavens declare the glory of God. In other words, the heavens, meaning the sky, and all his creation speaks about God and how God speaks to us all the time. God speaks to us all the time, folks. Whether it's through others, whether it's through his word as we read it, whether it's through nature, whether it's through whatever he's created, he speaks to us all the time. And it's a matter for us, are we listening? Are we listening to what he's saying? Are we receiving what he's saying? And because it's always for our benefit, folks. It's always for our benefit and for our welfare that he, we listen to what he's saying. Rather than rejecting, the, see the religious leaders were rejecting it. They were looking for a way out because they felt uncomfortable. They were hurt and they're responding and they're looking for a way out because they didn't want to change their system. But when Jesus asks us questions and he asks us, to, to think about things in our life so that we can um, have a change in our life. We need to have 
We need to be able to respond to God and say, okay, God, I don't understand, but what you're saying, God, is please help me to respond to you in a way that pleases you, that you, um, that is uh, for my benefit and for your, and, and that pleases you. And I think that that, because what, what does God want from us? He only wants what's best for us. He really does. He's not a meanie. He's not a, someone that, that's capricious, that likes to watch people, oh, I think I'll zap him today or hurt him or do something to him that is going to hurt him just so to see how he responds. God's not like that. God's a God of love. He's above all of that. He's above humans. He's above all our emotions and above all those things because God is wants our best in mind. He does, folks. And we have to believe that. So when we respond to God, we need to respond to him in a way that says, okay, God, this is what I want, what you want. And not reject him. Because when ultimately, in the end, um, who's going to benefit? If we respond to God in, in, in the proper way, who's going to benefit? We will. And not only will we, well, others will as well. But when we reject God's prompting, we reject God's way of doing things, we reject what God is saying, then we don't benefit and we miss out on what God would have. And so these religious leaders missed out on what God would have. And so we need to be really careful, folks. We need to be really careful. God wants the best for you. But at the same time, we want to have the best for others in mind as well. So as we go back to my original question, there are people in our lives that will come to our lives that maybe don't have the best intent in mind. But we need to look out for it. We need to respond to them wisely. We need to ask them uh, the benefit of them uh, that we're going to ask, okay, how can I this benefit them? How can this point them to Jesus? How can this point them to um, where they can receive the most benefit? Not out of anger, not out of being upset, but so that they can benefit and they can have welfare. But we do it wisely. And then ultimately, also, like I was we're talking about here, we need to recognize that Jesus is from God, but we also need to recognize that for us, when he asks us, he always has his best interest in mind for us. He always has his best uh, heart in mind for us when he wants to do things in our life. Because ultimately, everything we have, every good thing, as it says in James, every good and perfect gift comes down from our Father in the heavenly lights with whom there is no changing nor shifting of shadow. God wants our benefit in mind, folks. And we have to believe that. We have to believe that. He's a good father, isn't he? He's a good father. He's a good father who wants the best for us. Not the best in what's our mind, but the, what's best in his mind. And he ultimately knows what's best. So receive from God. Receive what he has. Listen to him. And understand and receive from him so that we can be better people for him. Amen. Amen. And so it's, it's so critically important, folks. Um, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and pray. Father, I we th I thank you, O God. Um, I thank you, O God, that you alone are God. 
I thank you, Father, that you alone know all things. I thank you, Father, that you want what's best for us, O oh God. You want what's best in our lives. And Father, you want what's best in others' lives as well. And Father, that ultimate best is salvation. Uh, salvation meaning our faith in you, Jesus. We put our faith, we believe that you are God come in the flesh, uh, that you are um, his son, and that uh, you died on the cross and rose again so that we could be forgiven. So Jesus, I pray there's, there's folks here today, God, um, if they know not you, if you know not, if you know not Jesus today, pray a simple prayer with me that you can receive salvation, receive God's best uh, for you here this morning. Uh, Father, I, I'm sorry that I, I've sinned against you. I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that I, I turned uh, my back on you, Jesus. And I ask that you would forgive me and cleanse me and wash me of my sin. Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, meaning the master of my life, to be in control of my life, to be the one who leads me and guides me and directs me all my days. Please take control of my life um, and come into my life even right now. And I thank you, Father. Jesus, I will uh, help me to live for you all my days. And if we haven't been living for Jesus, uh, and we, we know him, but we haven't been living for him, seek his forgiveness and ask for his mercy and ask him to help you um, to live for him. Jesus, I know that I've, I've, uh, I haven't been living for you. I know that I've um, hurt you in many ways. And, and Jesus, um, please forgive me, but help me to live rightly for you. Help me to live the, the kind of life that is pleasing to you, Jesus. Um, give me your grace, your strength, your power through your Holy Spirit to do that which I know is right uh, before you, Jesus. Please help me, I pray. And I thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for um, this time. And Jesus, thank you for the work that you've done in these people in each one of our, our lives here this morning. And Jesus, we ask that you would just um, uh, protect your people from, um, from uh, the enemy and from the work that the enemy has done. And Jesus, we ask that you would um, just show um, mercy, that you would just show um, your work, your purpose, and your plan um, in the lives of uh, your people here this morning. And show them mercy, we pray. 